Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. I'm Duke Carrico. This is episode 112, Android Journal. I'm Bruce Turner in Lynchburg. I'm Jeff Zayas in Napa, California. I'm George Dasher in Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, everyone. I'm Duke Carrico. Hey, tonight, Microsoft lays off almost everyone associated with its Nokia acquisition. Chromebooks are selling well, but what does that mean? And Google is going to fully support the Raspberry Pi? Hey, all of this and much, much more. Welcome, panel, to episode 112. Welcome. Welcome. All right. You guys having a good week? So far. Some plumbing issues here. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, let's say the pipes burst, George. Yeah. Is he talking about personal plumbing or yeah, residential exactly. plumbing? Exactly. Yeah. He, he made a change to the server and the plumbing broke. Yeah. Residential. Yeah. Okay. And I believe Robert's going to make it back with us, everyone. Uh, Robert Taylor, welcome to Tech and Coffee's Android Journal, Rob. Yes. Sorry, fellas. My camera's acting up, so I'm going to drop out. I'll be right back. All right, brother. Okay. At least you're not having plumbing problems. Yeah. That would be. <laughs> After all, all, I am Farticus. (laughs) I'm glad this is remote. (laughs) Hey, guys, let's go ahead and get into it. Listen, in all honesty, uh, man, after all the I.O. news, it seems like uh, uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of Android news. There has been some, and we'll talk about that. But I thought we'd start off the night talking about the announcement that Microsoft made this week that they're laying off hundreds as it guts its phone business, okay? And just to kind of catch everyone up in case you forgot, uh, two years ago, Microsoft acquired Nokia's phone business for $7.2 billion. They've already wrote off last year $7.6 billion and... Uh, they cut 7,800 jobs, supposedly to refocus its phone efforts. Now they're writing off almost another billion this week. And they've announced uh, layoffs, mainly in Finland, of 1,350 jobs. Uh, I, uh, I guess the question that I'm going to pose to you, Bruce, is... Uh, what does this mean for Microsoft's phone business? Are they going to start selling uh, Android-branded Microsoft phones, or are they going to try and hold on maybe to the enterprise and save Windows Phone? It's too late for Microsoft and phones, period. They, 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 they probably, I mean, you know, they're, they're, not a, they're not a hardware company. I mean, I mean, with the exception of the Surface and the Surface Pro, 
They just need to. They just need to give up. Wave the surrender flag on phones. They got started way too late. It was, you know, the Windows Phone's uh, operating system is really not a bad UI. It's very simple and everything. But they were too late to the game. There's no catching up, especially when you got all these companies in China cranking out some pretty decent, low-cost Android phones with some pretty good specs. I think it's over for Microsoft and phones. Uh, Jeff, jump in here, man. I, I don't know if it's over, but, you know, I think when they made the decision not to be able to run Android apps on the Windows phones, uh, that kind of alliance kind of killed it a little bit. Um, you know, are they going to do something, you know, based on the Surface, you know, Surface Pro in the new phone or something like that? Did they get a significant amount of uh, knowledge from... Um, Nokia's brain drain to do something different. Who knows? But um, you know they are. You know again, I think I'm I'm with Bruce on this. I think that uh, it is such a uh, Android or iOS driven market that that's the only two players that are going to survive right now because it. Why? You know, and they were already developing Cortana, Cortana on, you know, Android apps. I mean, on Android. So um, maybe they're going to try a different angle. Okay. Hey, George, you know, uh, Nadalia said uh, when uh, when Microsoft purchased Nokia, he was on some sort of a forum. Uh, I can't remember now which one, but I do recall him saying that uh, he, he thought it was a mistake for Microsoft to buy Nokia. Uh I guess hindsight being twenty twenty, wouldn't you agree? I don't know. I, th- I think their phone business will actually still be around. It'll just be leaner because it's already low in sales, anyways. Um, there's a lot of uh, third-party manufacturers manufacturing phones with Microsoft's uh, OS in it, so I don't I don't see that going away overnight. I, I see them just cutting back because they don't have the sales that they that they require. To, to keep those people around. Okay, Robert. You know, I, I like to think about uh, BlackBerry, and uh, BlackBerry was a popular platform till iOS came along and Android developed into a real operating system. And BlackBerry has done nothing but struggle for the last five, six years. I mean, nobody really takes them serious anymore. Microsoft has never had that privilege in the phone market for people to really lean to them. What What do you think, man? Well, I mean, they called it CrackBerry for a reason. I mean, people were literally addicted to their BlackBerry phones because it was the first real smartphone that offered true connectivity. But once iOS developed, BlackBerry thought that they could sit on their laurels and they just let iOS develop further and further. And then comes Android. And BlackBerry still didn't realize that, you know, that the, the, the warning, the writing was on the wall. You're in trouble. They still sat on their laurels. Now you've got two behemoths out there. And, you know, just, there was no coming back. They, they could try and restructure and bankruptcy all they wanted. There's, there, there's no coming back. Microsoft being the big behemoth that it was in the desktop environment missed the boat completely when 
everybody was saying mobile, 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 mobile. They did not adhere and jump on board quick enough. Even as big as they are, they didn't jump on board quick enough. And they're going to suffer the same fate that BlackBerry did. It's going to be a slow, dying death because it's a big company. Microsoft's a big company. But you're going to start seeing these hacks, these cutoffs of layoffs and reorganization structurally and all of this other nonsense. But the end result is, is the giant is so big, you can't slam with a toothpick. So in the end, Microsoft really does need to wave the white flag. And you know, and, and I, just, I, just, I just went back and looked. Their stock in 2014 was $38, and now it's like $53. So um, their stock went up 50% in that time period of two years. So they're, they're still doing, they, they, they still have a lot of cash and a lot of oomph to do whatever they want. And this maybe was a way of an experiment gone bad. Uh, but they have the, the, the funds to back it up. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, they can play and they can, they can afford to lose in the phone business for a long time. Uh, I was just going to say, I, I mentioned BlackBerry. You know, BlackBerry is now running an, an, a fork of Android, and they're still not making any progress. So, you know, should Microsoft choose Android, it doesn't mean that they're suddenly going to be successful. Right. Hey, I, I just want to ask this. I'm going to throw this question out to the panel, and then we'll move on. But uh, uh, tomorrow you wake up, and you're in charge of Microsoft's phone the, the mobile OS, hardware and software, what would you do to turn it around? I'd retire. <laughs> oh, I figured that'd be a smart alley. Ser- seriously, I mean, do, do you think there's a way to salvage it at this point? And, and I mean this. I joked, I joked three years ago that if Microsoft was really serious about getting people to mobile, they would lose money like crazy, but they would offer some sort of an incentive, such as buy a Windows 7 laptop, and we'll give you a top-of-the-line mobile phone for free. That would have been a way to get people. Because like Bruce said, I played with them, man. Windows Mobile OS is not a bad platform whatsoever. But, you know, they just... uh, uh, they missed the boat. Well, I'll tell you what I'd do if I was that guy, and, and and they had all this cash laying around. There's only one way that they can avoid, uh, you know, dying in this area completely, and that is to, to offer to pay developers twice what they're earning from iOS and Android, and that ain't going to happen. They they lost because developers are not going to develop for this platform. Two percent. I care what they do. Even if they even if they took the Amazon approach and says we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna really work hard on creating a nice piece of hardware, and we're gonna subsidize it. We're, we know we're not gonna make money on it for two years, three years, four years. Developers are not gonna develop for this platform. I well, think. Why are you gonna develop for you know a community of you know a thousand people <clears throat> when you can go into Houston or Los Angeles and you've got three, four, five million people? To, to market to. You're not going to pick the smallest vine and go harvest grapes from that. No developer is going to do that. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's fine. I, I would have a different approach. I would forget the hardware altogether and concentrate on putting out killer software for all the devices 
and then drive the and try to drive your Microsoft Connect connectivity from your you know enterprise to the software on your either iOS or Android device and do it that way and give up on the idea of you know manufacturing hardware have some killer software that's integrated completely that people would want to do it and um, you know at, attack the animal that way because why why care about what device you're using you want to care about the software that is using it but if you take a look at Windows 10 as you see behind me what have they done They've integrated Cortana. They've done much more integration with the mobile. Now, they've been forced to bring in Android and iOS devices into Windows 10, but it's unfortunate because people are not going to leave their phone. And as long as that integration includes iOS and Android, the Windows phone side of things is over with. So what you're saying, Jeff, is develop your desktop apps to be mobile-friendly, agnostic of what the hardware is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Because they, they're not winning on that marketplace. So I'll why, think, you know, fire go uphill when you don't have to? I, I think as far as, uh, you know, they, they offer their office products online, you can, you can use them on any system, a Mac and a Chromebook, and, and now they've got Android and iOS apps. So they had to do that. They've got less than 2%. Of the mobile phone market. I mean, they if people were going to use their other Microsoft products, they had no other choice but to jump on the Android iOS bandwagon. Yeah, but what do you think? Um, I, I, it's all about the browser, right? What browser you're using on your device, right? right? Pretty much. So uh, they have to come up with some way to circumvent the, that because who's using Bing on their mobile device, right? I mean, so it's got to be something. They got to come up with something that's very, very clever, catchy, and um, fast that integrates into the the desktop. That's okay. that's what, how I see it. Because you know, all right. Hey, just want to remind everybody that uh, on Twitter you uh, use the hashtag and coffee. We'll take your questions and. Uh, also, there's a Q&A on the YouTube app if you're watching from YouTube or Google+. Plus. Hey, George, what, what do you think they should do? You're a Windows support guy. What do I think they should do? Um, <laughs> be honest with you, um, I, I think they should give up, but I don't th- like the rest of you. The rest of you think it's going away. I don't think it is. I think it's just getting uh, smaller because they don't have the market. They, they, pushed, uh, they pushed a lot of development and stuff into a product, that they were they were hoping would be as big as Android or I- iOS or something, and they can't just you just can't do it. It's uh, um, there there are people. I mean, I have some friends that have Windows phones. I mean, that they exist. People are out there buying them. Um, they may not know what they're buying. <laughs> There's just like here's a smartphone for you, and you know people when people think smartphone, they think of you know either Android or or iOS, but they they you know they I don't think they know what they get sometimes when they buy these from from uh, like AT and T or Verizon or something. But they are out there. People are using them, and um, people are buying them. And if you walk in a Microsoft store, they are sitting there, and they are selling mostly you know third brands. They have like one Microsoft one and like fifteen other brands. Yeah, I, like I say, people people are buying them. 
people are buying them, but it's a very small percentage of people. Yeah, that's why I said they're probably cutting down. They they don't need as many development staff and and uh, you know design staff as as they do, if, especially if they're releasing one physical product a year, maybe two. And other people are just cutting. You know, other people are just doing it. So there, there's no there's no reason. You know, you can, anytime I walk in the store, they have maybe five blue models because they sell blue um, phones, and then they sell um, the locked phones, which you'll see. I don't know. I mean, all different brands other than uh, other than the one Microsoft one I've seen in the stores. Yeah. And uh, Bruce, uh, you were talking about the hardware when you originally made the comment, and I just want to say uh, uh, Microsoft makes the Xbox hardware, and that's hardware and software combined, and that has been very successful for them. Yeah, and to Jeff's point about their stock rise over the last couple of years, maybe that has a lot to do with the Surface and the Surface Pro, you know. Well, people love their Xbox. That, That is for certain. And people who have done the surface, they like the surfaces. I find them really heavy as compared to other devices. But they are nice. They've got some killer hardware. There's pretty good performance out of, you know, what I consider to be a tablet-type PC. Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm going to move on here. I, I want to talk about, uh, you know, it was announced last week that uh, uh, for the quarter, more Chromebooks sold than MacBooks. A lot of people made a big deal out of that, but it, this there's a trend that I've been seeing. If I go back a couple of years ago, I used to see these tech journalists write these articles about, uh, I gave up my MacBook for a week only using Chrome OS. And then, the, you know, they blog about their experiences. And and now I'm seeing more and more articles where a lot of influential people are actually giving up, totally giving up their PCs and their Macs and using nothing but a Chromebook to get their work done. Now, I know everyone on this panel are Chromebook fans, okay? We've all talked about We've talked about it on this show. I, I guess uh, the question that I'm going to pose, Jeff, I'll start with you this time. Where do you see Chromebooks in three years? What will Chromebooks are they going to surge? What, what? Give me Google's Chromebook yeah. story three years from now. I think three years from now it's going to be a you know ubiquitous kind of environment. There'll be a lot, lots of Chromebooks. I mean, every manufacturer is going to you know have different versions of them, you know, different, not, not different versions of the operating system, but some will have the, all the niceties that you want, you know. Um, and then with the advent of having the Android operating system, what I guess is going to happen is the tablets are going to go down, you know, because why would you want a tablet if you can have a, a Android apps on a on Chromebook? A screen, is, on a touchscreen Chromebook. You're exactly yeah. right, man. I think I think we've just I think Google has just killed their tablet market when they announced yeah. Android apps on a Chromebook. I really believe that. And uh, you know that's where it's going. The the, the battery life's incredible. You know, um, it's a- actually everything you need. It's a wonderful consumption device. Um, you know, I, I just and it's has huge inroads into 
uh, you know, school districts, and pretty soon everyone will be, you know, getting it. So I think Chromebooks are just on the rise, and it's just great that you know um, they, you know, added the Android uh, apps to it because that was the missing piece to actually take on. Um, you know, the world, PCs. the world, exactly, exactly. Robert, jump in here, man. I am so glad that you had me next because when I saw this in the article, I thought about it, I really did, and I realized there's one particular animal that's missing from this race, and that's Apple. Now, Apple is sitting on their iPad says, but I believe, mark my words, this is a Google Glass moment, Jeff. Apple is going to come back with a Chromebook-like device for iOS. It's not going to be a Chromebook, but it'll be iOS in the format of a Chromebook. And so I think the challenge for Google at that point is how do you deal with Apple who's now bringing all of those fanboys with them who love their iPads, but now all of a sudden have this touch screen experience that we've had the, the, the joy of uh, through a, a Chromebook. You know, I really believe that in three years, the big dogs on the block are going to be Apple and Google dogging it out because our world has turned into a browser-based world. You can do anything through the browser. So why do I need to have any real localized apps? 95% of what we do today, you can do through a browser. You don't need a desktop, you know, hard drive in your local machine. Okay. In fact, uh, one of my questions, and George, I'll throw this at you. Uh, Robert touched on it. If you're Apple, how do you compete with a Chromebook? You, you don't. <laughs> uh, Microsoft tried. It's not going to happen, I don't think. Um, uh, I mean, I see them trying, maybe. Um, but I'm not... I mean, that's the thing. They already sell a robust version of their OS, the same as Microsoft, on actual laptops. And they're trying to sell a similar one. I can see them trying, but I, I can see it failing. Well, I mean, you know, if you look at... Uh, I, I, I'm not a Mac user, so, you know, listen, audience, if I say something that's wrong here, let me know. But I'm thinking you would be hard-pressed to not spend $1,000 or more for any kind of Apple laptop. Okay, is that fair, guys? That's fair fanboy stuff, yeah. And I'm betting you that your average Chromebook is hitting around the 300 to $325 mark. Okay, I'm talking decent screens like we've mentioned, great battery life. You don't have to worry about viruses with a Chromebook. How can Apple compete with that when someone only needs a browser to do what they need to do on a computer? They can't. They won't. You're talking about them making an iPad like like a, like a uh, the iOS 5C. They're not going to make anything cheap enough to compare. I mean, they, you know, an iPad with a keyboard, they've already got something like that. They're not going to make something in the price range that's going to be competitive with what Chrome OS and all of the all of the, uh, the, um, the the companies that are that are working with them, Lenovo and, 
and uh, and Asus and Acer and you know everybody else that you know they, they they can't and they won't they they they're not gonna they're not gonna create a three or four hundred dollar machine they're not gonna make they're not gonna go the five C route again with colored plastics. But they're not. They're not gonna. They're not gonna do a, a three to five hundred dollar machine. But I would bet your bottom dollar that they're gonna come out with a browser based six or seven hundred dollar machine that competes <laughs> against the Chromebook, and people will buy it because that that is what Apple fanboys do. They will buy it, and it will yeah. be a browser based machine. I guarantee. I will stake my Google Glass. Uh, I'm actually. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm actually with Bruce on this. I don't think they throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? They're not gonna. They are. They have a niche, you know. That's why they don't let anyone else manufacture their products. They make so much money, right? So, um, no. I why why put out a competitor uh, to their own brand and take dilute. Their their market like well, that. No, I don't see in, it. In all fairness, I don't see it. But Chromebooks outsold Apple. That's why they don't care. Okay. It, I mean, their stock is still way up. They're they gonna be. They're they gonna, wouldn't make. No. They wouldn't make a 12-inch MacBook Air with a pink plastic cover on it. It ain't. Yeah. Gonna, When's it gonna be yeah. called the iSafari or something? I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean. You know, Google. There's more Google cars out there. You know, um, you know, auto, autonomous cars than Apple cars. You know, they don't care. They're they're gonna come up with their own product the way they want to do it. You know, Apple watches have sold out all of Android watches, right? So they don't care. They make money. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, listen. I, I know. I know this is hard, but uh, uh, try and look in. Look into your crystal balls here. I said three years. Where's the Chromebook versus the MacBook and the PC ten years from now? Is it still a market to where, or, or are we going to see something totally different? Chromebooks won't. There, there won't be such a thing as a laptop ten years from now. What, what do you think, man? Is will Chrome rule the day simply because you can buy a Chromebook uh, so cheap? And, and let me ask you another thing: What about Android on Chromebooks? Are we going to start seeing Chromebooks with gyroscopes and temperature sensors and all of this other stuff that drives up the cost of the smartphone? Right now, with a Chromebook, all you got to have is a, a keyboard, a battery, and uh, Chrome OS browser, you know. Well, I, I I'm putting my, you know, <laughs> little five-year crystal ball. I'm wearing glass right now. I'm wearing my glass, but you know, I think everything's going right into the home automation. You know, uh, far field technology. You know, where you're just talking to something and it responds back and controlling things. That's you know turned it into another appliance. People are not going to be using their systems as much as you think when they can get answered ver- verbally through Google Home or Amazon Echo or or a- Apple, you know, Siri Plus, whatever. So a lot of that information is going to be verbal. So, so do you think, for example, I'm, I'm just throwing my five-year hat out. I agree with you on this particular point. Okay, I think you will actually walk into your living room and say, turn the news on. 
and your TV will turn on and instantaneously go to your favorite news channel. Or you'll say, play Michael Bublé, and your stereo will turn on, and Michael Bublé will come to the speakers. Or you'll walk up to your refrigerator and say, add milk to my shopping list. And it will add a gallon of milk to your shopping list, which will then be displayed on the only real portable device that you carry with you, your phone. You want to hear my prediction? Here you go. It's going to sound crazy. Somebody going to sign a contract with Tervis and Yeti. You know the Amazon Echo and the Google Home? Ten years from now, you're going to have your Tervis mug, 20 ounce. It's going to be everything. It's going to keep your coffee warm. It's going to keep your cold drinks cold. It's going to laser out a, a holographic image of your screen. You're going to talk to it like the Echo, and it's all going to be in one. And it's going to be your phone, too. You just – everything. Tervis and Yeti will, con will work together with Google and Amazon to create this new do-everything machine. Did you guys see that post, uh, that Zembo, the Asus robot? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's it's kind of crazy, but for set 600 bucks, you have something bucks. that yeah. it's basically i i home. Um it is a security system. It is a um, you know, Camera. video chat, video conferencing system yep. does all the things we're talking about and it kind of follows you around, you know? Is that the future? It might be. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I've said this before, probably on this show, you know, I, I don't think you're far off as far as the voice and walking into your house, you know, and, and talking to your TV and your refrigerator and, and your phone. But but I, I think that also gesture base, the keyboard is not going to go away. I think, seriously, guys, I think 10 years from now, we're still going to have text input. It just will, there will be a proliferation of other inputs. Okay, such as voice and gesture and touch. Uh, okay, hey guys, listen, man, we've uh, we've talked this one to death, I think, and and kind of got off topic a little bit, but that's cool. That was a good conversation. Hey guys, Google Photos. This is one I'm telling you, man. I love Google Photos. I think that Google Photos is right up there with Google Maps and Google Voice when it comes to Google services. I mean, this thing is excellent. It's got uh, Google Photos has excellent editing, editing features. Uh, it's easy to share across popular social networks. Uh, I love Google Photos. Now you've even got the ability to comment on others' photos just right within the Photos apps itself. So, hey, look, listen, right now it's not out yet, but it's coming. It's version 1.21. Android police tore the, down the APK, and they found an interesting little tidbit within the code. And this code says, with Nexus, back up all you want. Unlimited free storage for original quality photos and videos uploaded from your Nexus device. So it sounds like to me that if you've got a Nexus device you are going to have unlimited photo storage. Hey, Bruce, you feel like you're missing out any because you don't have a Nexus device? If they can create a Nexus device with a good high-quality camera, and I know you like the one that you've got right now, uh, this is a game-changer to, to be able to have original quality backups. 
what, what I like about about uh, Google Photos, and, and it, this dawned on me uh, this last week, every video and every photo I take with my Nexus 7, which is on a tripod over my left shoulder here, when I'm in a, when I'm in the coffee house, as soon as I get to the coffee house, as soon as I get here, it backs it up yep. to, uh, to to photos on Google Drive. Then I just go to I go to another Google product, uh, YouTube, and I go to Creator Studio, and all of my movies, all my clips, and my photos are all on Google Drive. I can drag them right in. I can create a really nice YouTube video, photos. Then I can go and I can put some YouTube music. You can do a really great thing. But having all this stuff on Google Photos, and especially having original quality, would certainly make me think twice about getting a Nexus phone the next time. Absolutely, absolutely, and I do love my Nexus camera, Bruce, especially low-light photos. Low-light mm-hmm. photos, I'm serious, it blows me away how I can go outside in the dark and the moon shining, and without a tripod or anything, I can take a picture of the moon, and son of a gun, if it isn't a good picture. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've never been able to do that with my former Android phones, so yes, and I've, I've yeah. read the reviews and it sounds like out of all of us, you have the best Android device camera with the Samsung Galaxy. You do the uh, the Galaxy yeah. Seven. But, I saw Jeff uh, smile at you a little bit when you said that because you know we all know you're from Tennessee, and when you talked about going outside and you mentioned the word moonshine, he started grinning there. He didn't know if you were talking about low light photos or beverages. Actually, I was talking about Moon and Obama. He, he said he went outside with moonshine. Yeah, I, exactly. I'm going like, hey, gosh. Okay. Hey, George, you got anything you want to add here on Google Photos? You ever, you ever use them? What do you got to say, man? Well, actually, I got a couple things to say about Google Photos. So one thing uh, a lot of people don't know about Google Photos is it'll um, translate raw photos. So you can up, it's big, but you can upload giant raw photos off your DSLR. And it converts them to PNGs for you automatically. So, and yeah. uh, and if you don't have a Nexus device, I would advise someone to buy a Chromebook where you get 100 gigs of free storage on Google Drive, and that includes photos. Yeah, but yes. you can uh, you can upload. I mean, for a dollar ninety nine, you can increase your your storage on Google pretty significantly. You know. Very true. Um, the one thing I I, I I don't know how many photos do we have to take. You know, uh, you know, I find myself taking a lot of photos, and then I'm going like, "All right, I got to delete some of these things. This is just crazy, right?" So, um, yeah, I think we have to be a little bit more judicious about. I'm taking photos of things I'm going to buy to compare later. You know, it just, it's, it's crazy. So, well, I think you, we got to get better at it. You know, you don't need 17 photos of your bicycle spokes. That you know, that 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 that. And that's true. You know, you'll see people, you know, taking pictures, and they will stand there for five minutes, click, 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 click. They're taking picture after picture after picture. Wait, how many times are you going to take a picture of that car from the same angle? It's crazy. You know, the, one, the one thing that got me is the, uh, you know, with the my LG. You know, you can do like you can keep on. You can take like ten shots in a row, and I do that when I want to create a GIF, right? Of, you know. But then I'm stuck with all these photos, you know. So hey, uh, I, 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 went I, I delete them after I make the gift, but yeah. I, I went out the other day and took a bunch of photos, and I mean, like for I, I was kayaking, 
And I took some movies and I took some stills and I gave my granddaughter an old camera and told her to take some pictures. She did a great job, by the way. But, I mean, man, for three days now, Google's been making movies and animated GIFs based upon those pictures, you know? I mean, I've got I've got more movies and GIFs than pictures I took. So, yeah, I've, that's another thing I love about Google and Google Photos is how they string that stuff together, man. And they give it an album name, you know. Uh, I mean, it might not always be imaginative. Mine was Friday in Kingsport, okay? And it was a, a kayaking trip, but it was cool. It was very cool. So, uh, absolutely. Listen, I, I do love, uh, I, first of all, I love my Nexus. Thank you, Google. But uh, what a great job Google Photos is. And the fact that they're going to offer me, uh, you know, storage for all my 4K videos and my full-sized, not compressed uh, photos is just awesome. I do have one question, Google. What about the photos that I originally sent that was larger than 1080p? And you compress down. If you go this route, do I get full resolution back on the photos that I I sent to you originally that you compressed? I would like to know that. So I, I don't think that's possible because I don't think they store the original photos. Yeah. So I think you'd be stuck with the compressed photos. And, and that makes and, sense. And, that makes sense because and, they didn't upload the full size for a reason. And what happens when they start doing 3D? you know, uploads and things like that, you know, bigger formatting of, you know, movies and things. You know, I just, I want to add one thing here. Um, this is not new news. It's a little bit different news. I don't know if y'all know this, but if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get unlimited photo storage with Amazon Prime. Yeah, very and it true. doesn't matter what device you store it on. You know, you, you take it back. It's yeah, but, but again, you know, your, Google's photos are, seem to be so perfect in how they just automatically come up and, you know, what they do. Why even try to learn and then have a different location for everything? Yeah. Right. And that's why I've got two photos in Amazon and 500 in Google. Yeah. You know? And, and, and let me ask you guys a question. Anybody have Facebook moments installed on your device? You know, it drives me crazy. I'll take I'll take three, four photos, and just as soon as I take about that many photos within a two-minute span, I get a notification from moments saying, you just took so many photos. Do you want to, to share them with your friends? And it just keeps popping up. What a nuisance, man. What what a nuisance! And I, I've looked for a way to turn that off and can't find it. Yeah, one thing I got to say is that Facebook Live that they process those videos pretty damn quick. Yes, they do. They do. Uh, and I would like to talk about Facebook Live on another show. I know Bruce has it on his Win Ten where he's able to do it. Uh, I checked as recently as yesterday. And that is still not available for me. But I uh, listen, I would like to talk about Facebook Live in the future because I think that is one powerful platform for live. I, I think that when Facebook introduced this, that they literally made apps like uh, Periscope and Meerkat uh, obsolete. I really do. Hey, guys, let's move on. Here's something I want to talk about. Smartphone batteries. Hey, Bruce, 
You recently upgraded to a Samsung Galaxy S7. How satisfied are you with the battery life of that device? You're muted, Bruce. You're muted, Bruce. Yeah, I'm more satisfied with the S7 battery life than any other phone that I've ever owned, considering that this is the first phone I've owned in the last four that didn't have a replaceable battery. But when I go to bed at night, which is usually about 10 o'clock at night, and I look over over my phone, I'm sitting at 45 to 55% battery life left. Isn't that a great feeling? Hey, Jeff, you uh, still using the LG G3, correct? Correct. Uh, how satisfied are you with the battery life on it? I am, you know, it's, I, I'm guessing it's almost two years old now, getting close to it, maybe a year and a half, year and eight months, and it's holding its charge beautifully. I'm like Bruce. I, uh, at, when I look at it right now, it's um, 72%, right? So um, at night, it'll be down to maybe 55, and I try, I, I abuse, this is what I normally do. I wake up, I have my coffee. By the time I, and I charge my my phone right then and there. By the time I finish my coffee, it's 100%. So it seems to charge it within 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, and I'm good to go all day. I love it. George, I know you've got the uh, – I know you've got a couple of blue phones, if I remember correctly. One of them does have a high-capacity battery. Uh, you pretty satisfied with that? Yeah, the battery lasts a couple of days, 4,000 milliamp battery. It is sealed, so you can't really replace it. Um, it's got a quick charge, too, so um, I've taken some portable batteries, and say if it's gone down to, like, I don't know. I mean, even at 20%, I probably still have a good couple hours left, so it's just it's an amazing phone for, especially battery life. It just lasts. It chugs on. Hey, Robert, I'm not going to leave you out, man. How, how satisfied are you with your smartphone battery life? I would have to say that I'm okay with it. My expectations were actually a lot higher for the Motorola Droid Turbo 2. Um, I underestimated the impact of that high-definition quad display impact. I got to tell you, it's got a huge battery, and it's 3,600 million battery, I believe, inside of this thing. Um, and I truly thought that I would get two or three days out of the, the phone easily. Now, I can get two days out of the phone, but beyond that, it, it, it's lacking. And the problem, again, is not because of any other piece of hardware in the phone other than the screen. Do I need that you know, high-definition, super-high-quality screen on a phone of you know, five and a half inches? Definitely not. And, and it's, it's a battery sucker. It, it is kind of a, an unfortunate thing. I wish I had not underestimated the actual impact on the battery. But if I turn this phone on, use it for GPS, use it for something where the screen stays on, you know, a long time, it will drain that battery fast. Really, really fast. If I don't do that, if I just use the phone for normal browsing, you know, answer phone calls, etc., do a couple emails here and there, I will get two days out of it. But if I plug it in, use it as a GPS, I'm not happy with that part at all. And it's the battery, I mean, the screen that's killing the battery. I agree. And my yeah, Nexus 6P is uh, just exactly what you guys have said. I've, I've been very impressed with it. First of all, I think uh, Google has done an 
excellent job with marshmallow and it's uh battery saving i i know it's it's a whole lot better than it used to and yes if i'm using gps or if i'm watching videos uh probably seven eight percent per hour is what i'm losing okay but uh if it's just uh normal everyday use absolutely just what you guys said uh, when I go to bed at night, we're talking 40, 45% battery life. And believe me, guys, I am a heavy user of my phone. So, uh, and my Nexus 5, uh, I couldn't make it through a day the way that I use my phone. Even with a brand new battery, I couldn't make it through a day. Of course, we're talking like it was a, I believe it was a 2300 milliamp hour battery. And uh, I think this one is uh, under 3,000. I think it's like 2,800, 2,850, something like that. I'd have to check the stats now. But I, I think I, I think that it's safe to say that there's definitely a trend going forward. Uh, I actually saw an article, I believe, today where Acer was introducing some new smartphones and basically, the batteries in those things were huge. I mean, we're talking two and three day battery life out of a smartphone. And I think it's really important. I mean, everybody likes thin and chic. But I think people like uh, being able to make it through a day without worry is more important than thin-like and bendable when you put it in your pocket. And that's not intentional bends either. Yeah, I think what's going on is they're they're recognizing that the um, your phone is an everything device now. It's you know people are using it to make videos, people are using it for navigation, they're using it to shop. It is just it's like a computer basically in your pocket, and um, you know they're making it more and more rock solid in terms of battery life and and uh, m- making that to be the differentiator. And even with like with what Bruce is saying, he's as a sealed uh, battery, it doesn't make a difference anymore. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All well, right. I want to jump in real quick here on that. The quick charge makes all the difference in the world. Yep. If, I, if I do a quick charge on this phone, 15, 20 minutes, I go from 10% to 80%. And, and, and that's, you know, 15 minutes. I can afford the 15-minute time wait. You know, where it used to take, you know, four hours to get to 80 or 90 percent, that that was just way, way too much. So uh, definitely in the future going forward, I will not buy a phone that does not have the quick charge feature to it. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Robert, because the Nexus 6P does have USB-C and it uh, it will quick charge for about the first 60, 70 percent. I mean, you can get there in a hurry. You can go from zero to 70 percent just in about, uh, I'm going to say, 45 minutes, okay? It starts slowing down after that. But uh, USB-C is, uh, uh, man, I wish that had implemented it 10 years ago. I love USB-C. The only thing that I hate about USB-C is I've got all of these micro USB adapters, and that means that I have to, uh, you know, buy some sort of a conversion device to go from micro USB to USB-C or totally replace, uh, you know, a bunch of cables because I like to keep cables at work and at home and in the truck and on my motorcycle. So, uh, okay. Hey, guys, let's, uh, 
tell everybody a little bit about us. We are Tech and Coffee guys. We still use G Plus, and we're proud of G Plus. We uh, we think it's the best social network that nobody uses. And uh, come check us out. Search Tech and Coffee and look for that gorgeous TNC logo. And come hang out with us. TechandCoffee.info. Click on that coffee cup. Take you directly into the hangout. Through the week, there's almost always someone hanging out there in Tech and Coffee. So uh, come visit us. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk anything. Uh, hey, we got a Twitter and a Facebook. That's Tech and Coffee 1. Our YouTube channel is simply Tech and Coffee. Catch this podcast on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and Player FM. Hey, tweet us using the hashtag and coffee. And as always, questions, comments, and snide remarks, send them to AJ at techandcoffee.info. Hey, guys, moving into the share segment, Bruce, kick us off. What do you got to share with us tonight, my friend? All right. Uh, I'm going to share one app this week and next, uh, next uh, no, kind of a part two next week. Uh, the app I want to share tonight is an app for creating video, uh, taking videos. And the app I want to share next week is for editing videos and creating content with the, that video. So I'm going to go ahead and just do a really quick share screen on the Google Play Store. This is Filmic Pro. This is the most expensive app I've purchased probably in the last five years or so. Uh, the app is uh, $9.99. When you, when you Google and you look for video tutorials about how to create quality YouTube videos using your mobile device, you're going to see Filmic Pro mentioned again and again and again and again. Uh, it's definitely worth the price that I paid. I'm going to share my screen right now, and you'll actually see this. I'm, I can't spend a whole lot of time because I don't want to. But I'm gonna. You'll be able to hear my auto because I'm turning around looking here. But I've got my. This is my S7, and uh, and this is not going to do justice to the S7 camera on the Google Hangouts here and the screen share. But uh, let me just tell you a little bit about it. Over on the far right hand side, you'll see the uh, the red button. That's obviously the record button. In the center of the screen, you'll see uh, two little. Uh, uh, readouts. One is uh, green on the right, and the left one is red. The red one shows your battery life. The green one shows your onboard storage that's left. One of the things about this is that, you, uh, as opposed to the normal camera apps that come with your phone, that'll let you to take photos and save them directly to your SD card. You can't save these videos projects to your SD card. You got to move them there afterwards. So you have to be a little bit careful about your onboard storage, and this particular phone is 32 gig. Um, but then uh, it, it's got a, a lot of other amazing features, and you'll see I've got a guitar hanging up on the wall. If I tap my camera here and I take this little uh, square, wherever I move that square, that's going to be the focal point of the video. And you just saw, I don't know, it, it was really easy for me to see on my end how that it changed the focus point to that plant that's up on top of that dresser. If I move it back over here to my guitar, it changes it that way. This particular thing that I can slide around and move, and uh, let me just bring that back. I uh, uh, let me. Well, I can't do that now. I've I've done something that I didn't want to do. If I tap on that square again, it locks that focus in place. So that keep that'll keep my phone from wanting to do this autofocus stuff while I'm doing this shot. If I tap that again, it'll it'll undo it. 
Now, this particular uh, this particular one here, and, I, and I've, I've changed the the ISO. Normally, there's uh, if I tap on this again, you'll there's I can change the ISO no matter you know up and down, uh, and that that's really nice. And you can do that on some uh, some apps. But what I've done here is I've I've lost the ability for me to tap that little uh, braided rope looking circle because the, I can change the ISO automatically by dragging that to a different place on, on the shot. And then uh, when you go up here in the top here, you've got all kinds of things. This is the torch. I can turn on the, uh, the light there, uh, the, the torch as they refer to it, or the flash. I can turn that off. Uh, I can go into the audio, and I can, I can do different things with the audio. I can change the audio volume of the mic up and down. And uh, and I can I can actually add an audio uh, 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 gauge on the, on this thing where I can see if I'm peaking or not. And I'm really excited because I ordered the Rode Video Mic Me. It's going to be here tomorrow. I'm really excited about that. Awesome. It's going to give me great quality. Awesome. But just uh, you can also put up uh, a little grid. It's going to be hard for you to see that, but this is the rule of thirds, and it put up a little grid on there so I can see if I've got my horizon straight and other things. But it's uh, it's just really great, and and this is the app that I'm going to use for creating really great high quality videos. Um, I I have the opportunity uh, to create 4K uh, and 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 some other things in here. So it's 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 really good. But uh, this Filmic Pro is the app. It is a great app, worth nine dollars and ninety nine cents. I'm fixing to really do some more work on my. YouTube channel. I'm not going to be a vlogger, but I am going to. My goal is to do a video every week, and uh, Filmic Pro is what I'm going to use to create the the videos. And then there's another app I'll talk about next week that I'm going to use to pull all that together with some great options. Uh, one question on about uh, can you obviously you can like pinch and zoom and things like that as well, where you can Correct. zoom the camera. You can not only pinch and zoom, but you can actually um, you can uh, you can do some presets as far as zoom. Let me just kind of give you a, li a little bit of that. So if I go over here to presets, and I got that by clicking the gears, I can I can I can do different presets for uh, for zoom. Um, uh, that's that's the one that gets me to my library. Um, but yeah, you and what you can do on this right hand side, I can actually have a one, a two. A three and a four. I can have preset zooms that I can just tap on that and it'll go right to that. You know, using this kind of this is digital zoom, and so you, most people you watch their videos, they say don't use zoom very much because if you use it too much, it degrades the quality of your video because it's not like video, it's not like zoom on a DSLR, you know. So, but anyway, it, it works great. I like it. Very good. I'm very impressed. I look forward to next week, Bruce. And uh, you have definitely piqued my interest with that. I am. Yeah. Uh, I, I might be spending some Google Play Store money, uh, some of my survey rewards on the, on that app right there. <laughs> I, I do have one question for you before I move on to George. Bluetooth uh, headsets supported on that? Uh, as far as the mic audio, yes, no. the mic audio, yeah, no, okay. no, it doesn't. In fact, there's a, you know, I mean, if you can buy an iRig and plug it into that lightning connector on an iOS phone or iPad, and you can get good audio. But the the audio that I'm going to get with this brand new Rode Video Mic Me, 
Now they have a Video Mic Me Pro that they that they use for DSLRs. It is a great mic. It's directional. It's cardioid. It's a shotgun mic. Comes with a muff. It's going to really uh, really be a real plus. Oh, dude, I tell you, you've, you've really got me interested. I, I'm afraid that here again, hanging out with you guys, it sounds like I'm about to spend some money again. Yeah, man. Amazon, here we come. Yeah. <laughs> but you can plug in another microphone into the earphone jack of your thing and use that, right? I can, and the video mic me. Have you seen a video mic me? No. Okay. Uh, here, this is this is what the video mic me looks like, and uh, this I had to wait a long time to get this from Australia, but it plugs in right onto your phone, and uh, it comes with that muff that you see there, and uh, it, it 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 has all kind of noise rejection on the sides and the back of you, so it's going to take out uh, wind noise, road noise. It's it's the best thing that there is out there for improving your audio on a. Um, on a mobile device. Ah, uh, Bruce, I uh, look forward to you getting that and giving us a full report on it. I'm sure there'll be a YouTube video on that, uh, on your experiences with it very Absolutely. soon. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to that. Okay, George, what do you got for us tonight, man? I've got, um, I've got uh, Folio and Folio Free. There's Folio Pro and Free. Um, Folio Pro right now is a dollar forty-three on uh, the Play Store, so that's going to break Jeff's wallet. He's going to return it within thirty minutes. Um, uh, Folio is basically um, you can do Instagram, Facebook. Well, specifically Facebook, it's made for Google Plus and Tumblr, I believe, is the other one. Um, it's a it's a replacement for the Facebook app and uh, texting uh, thing, which basically it kind of looks like Facebook. There's there's a Something that Douglas had posted on FacePlace there. Um, I can't stand the Facebook apps because they're too robust and they eat up your battery and they do all this just really bad stuff. So I've taken both the messaging and the actual Facebook app off. And uh, I actually tried it with Google+. It's not bad with Google+. I still prefer the Google Plus app, but it's about the same. Um, it's Chrome-based, but it, uh, I don't know. Looks it looks pretty decent. I will show you what the free version looks like from the uh, Play Store if you're looking at my screen. And uh, just for a mere dollar forty-three, you can get the Pro one. Woohoo! That's gonna break the bank. Um, but yeah, these these this will also give you notifications just like the normal Facebook application. You can get pop-up notifications if you want them. Um, you can link multiple accounts, but you have to switch. So you have to, from a menu, switch between Google Plus and uh, Facebook. So that's one of the drawbacks. But uh, other than that, it's um, it's probably 100,000 times better than anything Facebook's produced for the Android. Uh, real quick, let's do a survey. Hey, Bruce, I know you're a Facebook user. Do you use the Facebook app, or do you use the HTML version, or have you tried apps such as Folio? Folio Pro for me is what yeah, I Yeah, baby, Folio it is, Pro. It okay. is awesome. Okay, I'm, I'm currently using the HTML version. I do have Folio installed on my device, but for some reason or another, I seem to go with the HTML Facebook. Uh, well, it's not really an app. It's just a shortcut to the HTML version. Uh, but I will have to agree. I, uh, and, Bruce, I saw a post that you made the other day in a, 
a guy was telling you that he was still getting three days out of his phone and used Facebook all the time. You didn't believe him, and neither did I. No. Uh, the Facebook app uh, continues to get buggy and laggy. And uh, I'm telling you right now, since uh, Google allows notifications directly through Chrome, I'm quickly discovering that those HTML mobile links, I prefer to the actual apps themselves. Robert or Jeff, if you want to comment against that, go ahead. If not, we'll move yeah. on to Jeff. I don't, I don't have anything to share, but I want to comment on two things. So um, the I, I question in Folio can you post to Facebook, or is it just a wrapper to? Re- no, you post right to it. Yeah. I post all the time. Okay. It, it's actually it's uh, it's to me using this is no different than using the actual apps Facebook, from yeah. them, with the exception it doesn't kill your battery. Yeah. So. Um, and you don't need Messenger. You can message right on Folio. The, yeah. The only thing that I want to know <laughs> is, can I poke Tanya Bolas when I use Folio? That's really sure. Why not? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then uh, uh, just a dovetail because I have nothing to share. I don't. You know, I was, I was bad today. Um, you can always use the wireless mics, right, for your um, smartphone. So in case you were doing a Zoom or you wanted to do something, um, you know, far away and you were walking away from you, you can actually use your wireless mics, and that works out really, really well. So that's my little. That's my little share. All right. Very good. Very good. Robert, what do you got, man? I am so thrilled because, again, hanging out and taking coffee, what do we love to do? Spend money on Amazon, right? <laughs> now, last week, uh, somebody gave me a tech and coffee. I don't even remember who it was, so I can't give them credit. They told me about the uh, Amazon had the Roku, the brand-new Roku stick on sale. Now, the first Roku stick uh, kind of did not meet with much fanfare. People weren't too, too impressed about it. This one, however, is getting rave reviews. Why? Because other than a wired Ethernet, this is basically the same as a Roku 3. Okay? Same inside, same guts, everything. And... I snapped it up for $39 on Amazon. I said, I'm going to give it a try. I wanted to compare it against my Amazon Fire Stick and see how it it fared well. Um, It it actually blew the Fire Stick out of the water. It is extremely snappy. I do want to show you the remote before we go too far. The remote is a little bit different than the Roku 3. The Roku 3 has a headphone jack on the side. And it has a haptic touch where it vibrates for playing games. This remote does not have those features, but it does have four buttons across the bottom that will allow you to quickly go to Amazon, Netflix, Sling, or iHeartRadio. No, Google Play. I'm sorry, Google Play. I presume that they paid to get those buttons there, but it's really nice if you want to go right away to Amazon or Netflix just to click one button, no menu. Uh, to get to it. So overall, very snappy performance, and I'm going to show it to you, but this is only one side of my presentation tonight. I actually want to show you the Roku app, because if you have a Roku device, I don't care which one it is, 
if you're not using the Roku app, you are truly missing out. So let me share my screen so that you can see what's going on. And you'll have to forgive my somewhat fuzzy video. I hope that, you know, it, it's still viewable. Um, on the left, we have my Nexus 7 tablet, as you can see the Roku app right there at the top. And on the right, you see my television. I have a camera pointed to my um, TV. Now, what's really cool about having this app on the side, and this really, really outperforms the Fire Stick. If I click on the app, I am almost instantaneously in the program. If I click on to go to my channels, they just come right up. It really, really performs well. I can still use the remote, you know, any way I want, but I like the app because the app has a very interesting feature in it. It's the search. May get my search to come up here. It has voice search. So now, rather than have to fumble and figure out where is Star Trek The Next Generation, I can touch voice. Star Trek The Next Generation. It goes out, looks, I click it, and it tells me, okay, what are you actually looking for? The TV show, downloads, Comic-Con, whatever. I'll click on the first one because I am talking about the TV show. And here it comes up with the show. I pick one, and it tells me where that show is available on Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, whatever. If I click Netflix, and notice what happens. It immediately goes to Netflix. It will start playing this movie and just or this TV show in just a moment. It is incredibly fast and very, very useful. So if you have a Roku device, I strongly encourage you, don't do like I did and, you know, just have the Roku remote in your hand. Actually go out, load the app on your phone or your tablet, and really see what the benefit of having a full immersive app on your phone that integrates with your TV. The search and everything that goes with it is just simply awesome. So I highly recommend the Roku Stick, the new one. Make sure you're getting the 3600, not the um, 2600. 2600 was the original. Get the 3600. It was a great buy at $39. It has since gone back up to $49. But even at $49, I would buy this sucker in a minute. It works great. Uh, it's good to hear that because uh, as the proud owner of a Roku 3, and I also use the app, Robert, and uh, I use the app from my, my tablet. And uh, you're exactly right. That uh, voice search on Roku is something else. Uh, I've used it. Works really, really, really good. Really just, good. just think in a month you'll be able to do it on your Chromebook. Yeah, exactly. Of course. What about that? Okay. Hey, man, uh, really, really quick here. I am going to talk a little bit about a wallpaper. That's right, a wallpaper. Uh, Fire and Ice. This is by Blackbird Wallpapers. 
And uh, you know, I, I've probably told you guys before, I'm not really big on wallpapers, but I love, absolutely love this wallpaper from Fire and Ice, and it's, uh, or I'm sorry, from Blackbird Wallpapers. This particular one is called Fire and Ice. It's got some different variations of it, and I'm kind of showing you what they might look like there. And what does that look like on my device? Well, let me see if I can't show you here. This is the Fire and Ice. I don't know how well you can see that animation taking place there. But, uh, and then, you know, if you touch it anywhere, it kind of ripples. Uh, yes, this takes a slight hit on the battery life, but it's not a really bad hit. It's uh, actually fairly power efficient. But I think this is a very attractive wallpaper. Uh, Blackbird Wallpapers does make several different live wallpapers that are absolutely gorgeous. This particular one's the fire and ice doing the reds and the blues and the greens and the yellows. Uh, I think this is just a very, very cool wallpaper. And uh, it isn't free. I think I gave, I don't know, a couple of bucks for it. And uh, I actually don't recall now because it's installed. But I like this wallpaper so well that I even put it on my tablet. And I've been using this wallpaper now for four or five weeks. And here again, great battery life. So, uh, hey, that's my app. Hey, and while while I've got the product, Kim, I just want to say really, really quick, I want to thank uh, Doug Clement for posting on Facebook tonight's show and also posting it to Twitter. And Doug... As a faithful follower of the Android Journal podcast, you have won a tech and coffee thong, and it will be in the mail to you early in the morning. And uh, thank you very much, Doug, for your support. We really do love you, man. Please do not send pictures of you wearing them. <laughs> so, there are pictures of all of us wearing them somewhere out there. <laughs> Hey, guys, listen, I've had a lot of fun tonight. I hope you have, too. Anybody got anything they want to say before I call this episode 112? Robert? Next week, I'm going to do the Amazon Fire Stick. I'm going to show you the same thing, and you can decide for yourself which way you want to go, Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. But i got to tell you, the Roku is killer. And George is pointing out that Groupon had the stick, I believe, $24, George? $24, yeah. Um, one of my friends just bought one. She was showing me it was on a coupon. And I got one other thing to say. If you are a Sling TV uh, subscriber, there is a beta program on right now for the same 20 bucks a month with an expanded lineup of channels, and you can watch Sling TV on three devices simultaneously. So... Make sure, I'm sorry, my wife is pointing out, we're going to be on vacation next week, but uh, two weeks from now. If you're on a Sling TV, call them up and ask for the beta program so you can get Sling TV on three devices. Very cool. Very okay. cool. I got a question. Though. I don't think anyone at Tech & Coffee authorized this uh, excursion of yours next week. Did anyone sign off on this? 
Yeah, thank Lisa you. Lisa says she has full veto authority. She doesn't care. Actually, I was, <laughs> I was just going to point out that, Robert, uh, listen, if you're not here next week, it's a breach of contract, and I'm probably going to have to let you go, and uh, uh, I'm going to have to ask for that multimillion-dollar contract that you signed with me. You're going to have to return most of that money. Multi-million-dollar contract. When do the checks start coming? <laughs> Hey, gang, listen, really, really quick. We're over our time limit here. We do try to keep these things under an hour. Sometimes it doesn't work. Hey, Twitter and Facebook, follow us at Tech and Coffee 1. Hey, use the hash Tech and Coffee when using Twitter. Our YouTube channel is Tech and Coffee. Follow this podcast on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and Player FM. Hey, questions, comments, and snide remarks always use AJ at techandcoffee.info. Gang, appreciate it. It's been fun. See everyone but Robert in seven. Peace out, everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.